Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soda Pop podcast. Soda, of course, stands for School of the Arts, and pop just sounds nice next to it. I am Grayson Wagner. I'm your host, and today I have two very special guests with me. Um, I have a friend of the show, someone who's been on the show multiple times, the wonderful Mike Johnson. If you could just introduce yourself. Yeah, so I'm uh, Michael Curtis Johnson. I'm the chair of the Cinematic Arts and Theater Department, and I'm an assistant professor in film production here at UNA. Trying to clean my my camera, and I'm just you know, <laughs> making it worse. <laughs> Always great to have you on. And we also have someone here who, man, I have a, I have a whole story. I'm not even sure how how to explain it, but I. I was at the George Lindsay Film Festival uh, this past March, and I was at the opening party, and everyone was talking about these really nice Canadian guys who were just walking around and talking about how everyone should see their film tomorrow. And, you know, usually when people are promoting your film, you don't really know what to expect. But the next day I went to their film, and that film was called Therapy Dogs, and it just blew my mind. It was absolutely amazing. And... That film won uh, the youth film category as well as best in show. And we have the director here, uh, Ethan, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, hello, I'm Ethan. I made a movie at the George Lindsay Film Festival called Therapy Dogs and had a great time in Alabama. It was super fun to meet all the students. And um, yeah, I'm your age, so <laughs> let's talk, man. Yeah. Can you just tell us, uh, for those who don't know, uh, just, uh, you know, your general synopsis, just tell us a little bit about Therapy Dogs. Sure. It's a movie that I shot secretly in my high school in grade 12 in the year right before the pandemic. And it's pretty much like, you know, teenagers trying to make uh, a coming of age movie where mm -hmm. coming of age is like the worst thing in the world. No teenager wants to come of age. That's like right. death. So we wanted to make a movie about high school, you know, looking forward while most high school movies are looking back. I love that. I love that perspective, too. I feel like not a lot of people can offer that. You're the, I mean, you know, to go marketer mode, you're the, you're the fresh young voice that we need, man. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's, that movie is so unique. So I, I, I really love that. Uh, before we really get into the meat of it, we have this segment called soft drinks and soft jams where we talk about our favorite soft drinks and our, just a song that we've been listening to on repeat uh mike can you start us off and tell us your favorite soft drink as well as a song that you've had oh, on repeat god uh so i i mean i i used to drink diet soda you know i could drink like literally like 10 uh mm. a day uh i, I don't drink any anymore so well, that's kind of a lame answer but for part of the things about you know there's going to be a contrast here because I'm, I'm getting old so mm -hmm. i'll just talk about all the old stuff and you guys stuck with the young stuff but like <laughs> I, can't, I can't drink the bubbles anymore you can you can talk about just a I drink just burp, we, we... i just burp like crazy so it's like i, I just can't, i don't drink any soda anymore um because of that uh we've been, yeah, well, we've ahead. been we've been bending the rules a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. I think, uh, especially as the hosts have gone on, and we want to do a different drink every time. It's not always soda. So if you have uh -huh. to, if you just have another drink, I mean, worth mentioning. It's really just water. <laughs> water. That's <laughs> a good drink. That's a classic. That's the best one. <laughs> one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That water. Um. 
as far as songs, I don't yeah. have any particular song. Um, I, I I really like a snail mail a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also this song uh, by uh, Japanese Breakfast called Paprika, and yes. it's just like a really hopeful song. And I think I and it's just about like kind of creating and the kind of thrill of that. Um, and so I like that a lot, especially because like last year, I think yeah, I was listening to too much Kanye and stuff like that and got to kind of put some of that stuff behind me and, mm-hmm. and listen to that. So, so yeah, so just some more kind of indie rock pop stuff, I guess I've been listening to. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Ethan, do you uh, have an answer for that ready? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm. that's kind of crazy because <laughs> I'm also a water guy. <laughs> no, that's great. Oh, no. Yeah, I just drink water. I mean, I tried drinking soda when I was a kid, but it, like yeah. I didn't like the uh, carbonation. Mm-hmm. And something I just realized a couple of years ago is that beer is also carbonated. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought it was just like this amber, you know, yeah. liquid that just goes down. But no, it's got a punch to it. <laughs> so I like water. I mean, I've started to drink um carbonated water because they have that on set sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I take a bubbly, a blue can. Um, in terms of songs, um, oh, I mean, there is this one song that I've been listening to. It's called, it's a, it's an old one though. It's Our House and Graham Nash, I think performs it. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It just, you know, I, I, I think about my friends and I think about like, you know, the kind of like a community that you create together with people. And this song is very old school, but because mm-hmm. um, it kind of goes back to like, you know, when people were like making shacks in the woods and, you know, everyone was walking around naked. But <laughs> the it, good old days, the good old days. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's a nice song. That's nice. I, I take your song recommendations very seriously. Uh Anything that you've recommended has probably ended up on my repeat Spotify playlist thing. So that's that's not, that's pretty high praise. Well, um, dude, I, I you you might enjoy this. It's a really it's a it's a geezer song though. That's a warning. I can I can put up with the geezer song. Um, I think for me personally, I mean, I'm not going to be the odd one out here. I guess I'll I'll have to say water too. It's a good drink. It's a good drink. Uh, and I guess oh wow, ready with the water. <laughs> ready ready to product placement for water guys um but yeah and for my song i'll say uh this song i hope i haven't already said this on the podcast but what should i do by tchotchke tchotchke i'm really loving them recently they're uh like affiliated with the lemon twigs i'm a big fan of them as well so yeah just i recommend tchotchke everyone check them out awesome i'll i'll give it a listen after the show Mm -hmm. Um, I gotta take this off. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening, Ethan's been wearing a uh, ski mask for the past. Yeah, uh, if I would have showed up on time, minutes, probably, yeah. probably would have been able to pull it off. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it is snowing outside. It's like all white. Oh gosh! But Not yeah, I it, I'm indoors, so it's just killing me. Mm-hmm. This is like 32 degrees Fahrenheit here, and that's like uh, that's practically snow as far as Alabamians are concerned. That's uh, we don't have very high tolerance. I did hear you guys did have snow at one point, though. 
We did. I think it usually makes an appearance in Florence eventually, just a little bit. Mike, can you just tell us a little bit about the George Zinzi Film Fest and some of the history that goes along with that, as well as just uh, what it is? Sure. So uh, the George Lindsay Film Fest is uh, we're having our 26th uh, year uh, uh, getting ready for that. So it's the it's the oldest film festival in Alabama. Um, and it was started by uh, George Lindsay, who's a film actor. So it, at the time when he created it, I mean, it was a pretty radical thing because it's like you don't necessarily say radical and George Lindsay. But to, to be honest, most film festivals don't last longer than a year. So the way that it's kind of gone for as long as it is, is, is kind of a testament to, to what's been happening here. Uh, smaller festival, more intimate. Uh, we try to bring in filmmakers. We're doing really interesting stuff, but we want to have them be able to interact with students and the campus community so that, you know, it's, you can start relationships like, like you guys being friends and, and, and hopefully colleagues and creators uh, soon. So, uh, that's kind of the tradition tradition of it. So it's a, a smaller festival, a little bit different from others, but I think we play some really, really great films like Ethan's. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was just about to ask about uh, how exactly Therapy Dogs ended up in George Lindsay because it's such a, I mean, I love, something I love about this film festival is that as you were saying, like you, there are filmmakers from all across the globe that uh, submit to it and uh get their films chosen to be in it and uh yeah i was just wondering how a movie like that ends up in george Lindsay. well i um this will be a little plug for slam dance i've had a couple feature films play at the slam dance film festival which runs uh concurrently to the sundance film festival and the reason that film festival was was started is because um you know, uh, Sundance, you know, some of the principles for some of the periods where it was running, you know, people were thinking it wasn't necessarily a festival of discovery as mm -hmm. much anymore. And the Sundance Institute does some really cool stuff with like filmmakers and developing projects. But a lot of times there's also just a lot of, I know, there's no other way to say it, kind of corporate films that that kind of come through the pipeline. And and so as, as sort of a reaction to that, Slamdance was founded and uh, it's a festival that's all blind submissions. Um, I've helped program with it before. And so uh, Ethan's film was chosen for the Slamdance Film Festival. Um, and so usually when stuff passes through there, I just kind of try to look at what's what's playing and what might be interested, uh, interesting and what might suit, be suitable for our festival. And so when I saw the, bi uh, the little blog for Ethan's film, I was kind of interested in, in it and asked if they would send it and they did and i watched it and it's my favorite film from this past year like with, without a doubt um and so it's just, it's really cool to see stuff where you know i don't want to say like coming out of nowhere that's that's not, not what's, what's happening here but it, but it is really interesting to see something because i think if you're if you're in this kind of film world enough, you kind of know what's coming out, you know what's you're sort of what to expect and to sort of see see a film that just kind of totally blows you away um doesn't happen as often as you like i love movies i do i'm not cynical um watch just about everything but this was just really really different and and really really a really amazing film and and like you said I mean, i'm sure you feel the same way i was really really blown away by it absolutely yeah it's become literally one of my favorite movies and i just i think about it all the time i'm i'm a big therapy dogs fan <laughs> Thank you guys. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, 
when we were invited to this festival, this really felt like slam dance because that year the festival was virtual. No one got to go to Park City. And I think like even Sundance didn't really, you know, wasn't as big that year. So getting the opportunity to like come down and show it to it. That was our first time showing it to like a real audience in the screening. And wow. it was super special. And I got to meet like other slam dance filmmakers, Avalon came and we got to hang out and I met like, oh my gosh, um, there's, uh, I forget the name of the short film, but there was like, whoever won the, the Alabama award, like um, he's really, really good. Yeah. Connor and Simpson. yeah, Connor Simpson. And, you know, I, we realized that we have like the same uh, manager and um you know all really strong short film selection as well and it was crazy and it was like i was between you know two worlds of like interacting with very like enthusiastic and very open-minded film audience which you know that comes from like a, a film school because they're open-minded it's not just a regular audience going in with an expectation of like how to meet their needs of entertainment and then you're meeting you know these filmmakers who like they're they're interesting people and everyone's unique in their own way and it's not like when you go to tiff and everyone's you know just wearing a suit and it's just to shake hands they were you know that that's not the point in my perspective of this festival it seems it really is like you know just a really like warm celebration of like just interesting movies that are been coming out and obviously mike i mean you're looking under the radar because the truth is, it's like slam dance does have like, um, you know, has its reputation, but like, it's not, you know, kids on your neighborhood block that are watching slam dance movies, like the people that watch slam dance, like that's, that's one, you know, like, that's several levels before even watching like going out of your way to watch Sundance movies. So yeah, it's, um, it, it, it you know, this, this festival experience, it was like, it sticks with me and it makes me very happy to think about, I mean, me and Justin got to come here and it was a different place. I mean, it was, it was just about as authentic as any film festival could be. And I think more. That's fantastic. I'm so, I'm glad to hear that. And it, and it makes it, I, I like what you said about uh, just, uh, you know, like kids from your neighborhood watching the movie uh, because it's like, I do feel that therapy dogs is something that, you know, I, I want to show a lot of people. It's something that I'm like excited to like talk to people about because it's, it's artistic, you know, it has that directorial style, but it's also really accessible. I feel like, you know, you can show it to your friend who doesn't really love film and they'll still love it and they'll still get it. They'll still understand it because it's so relatable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the thing. And like, I was shocked when people were calling it um, experimental at first mm -hmm. when it came out because we I have no like you know, <laughs> theoretical knowledge, you know, so we were saying that it's like, no, man, we're just like trying to make a movie <laughs> that like we can make and make sense to us. And, you know, I think our uh, idea of like cinematic language is is there. It's not like we don't have it, but it's different than, you know, what you teach in a book. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how you got to George Z? Because I feel you you talked about it a little bit, and I feel like it's very on brand for you and Justin, for those of you who have seen the movie. 
this is the best story ever. Oh my God. We hitchhiked, man. We hitchhiked there. Oh, my parents didn't hear that. Anyways, um, yeah, man, we just wanted an adventure. Like, this is the whole point of therapy dogs is that you can, you know, be in control of your life. And, you know, being young doesn't have to be about being stressed about your homework assignments or anything like that. I mean, like, you have so destiny is in the palm of your hands and you can have any adventure you want i didn't learn that justin taught that to me when we're on the roof shooting off fireworks and like it's not about just stressing about like not getting into the right college or whatever which was kind of like the base of therapy dogs it it has the normal high school experience as a spine Mm -hmm. but we're trying to elevate it so yeah we decided you know let's hey instead of like getting a plane like it's just it's too complicated. Like Florence, there's no I don't know. I didn't even look it, look it up. I know I know you guys have an airport, but it's like I didn't bother looking it up too much. I was like, okay, we'll start in Nashville. We'll just hitchhike. It it, it won't take that long. And um, yeah, we both wore suits and. Uh... <laughs> Dude, we got off on the airport and we're like, oh my god. We got taken, so we first took an Uber out like to the outskirts of Nashville because everyone in Nashville is just traveling around Nashville. Mm-hmm. So we get on the outskirts, we hit a highway, and we just stick our thumbs up and pray. <laughs> and um, uh, I think the fr- it took a couple hours, but we were picked up by a couple of kids, and they were they were fun. Um, I still follow them on Instagram. They're cool guys. They dropped us off near like a like a waffle house or something. And then um a guy, another guy picked us up. We thought we were getting stranded though. And he was like, You remind me of an anime character. And I was like, yo, <laughs> if that's what helps you pick me up, then that's fine. Yeah. And then um a really strange, like really normal guy picked us up. He was like mm-hmm. so normal, which was actually even weirder. And he, uh, yeah, he drove us through town, and then where? What's your? What's the city or the town that's neighboring you guys? Um, uh, Muscle Shoals, uh, Sheffield. I heard, a, I heard it's a real working class. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, here, here. No, this should take two seconds. <laughs> oh, okay, Huntsville. Oh, Huntsville. I. That's where I'm from. Okay, yeah. Madison, yeah, Huntsville area. Uh, We were dropped off at this bridge in Huntsville, and it was like sunset. And then the sun just went down, and it was completely dark. And the the cars couldn't even see, like, our faces. They just saw two shadows on the road. They couldn't Mm -hmm. even read our sign anymore. Just two men on the side of the road at night. (laughs) It wasn't a good sight. And we thought, we're so close, but so far... We better start finding a place to like shack up, and get ready for the next morning. But then all of you, a sudden, you was... were so close. Yeah, that's like only like an so hour close. away. <laughs> oh man! And um, this car comes by. It's this guy in a construction uniform, and he's like, "All right, picking you guys up. Need some quick karma." And he picks us up, and then he, the next stop, he makes us to like a beer store. It's like, "You guys want anything to drink?" And it's like, "No, we're good. We're good." And he starts just like downing beers, driving us. And um, yeah, he's like, I'm not allowed to carry a gun anymore. 
that's why I have this. And he takes out like a giant gator knife, like huge serrated edges. We're like, whoa. And then, you know, his his wife is talking to him on the phone. He's a young guy. He, he just got married. He's like, when are you coming home? You know, the baby, you know, can't sleep. And he's like, I, I'm dropping my two friends off, Ethan and Justin. And we took, he takes a picture with all of us in the car. It's the oddest thing. And, you know, we just talked about life. And, yeah, it was, it was a really good. It was scary, though. I never hitchhiked at night. That was uh, something for all of us because he never picked up any hitchhikers before. Hmm. That is so, there were certainly more conventional ways you could have gotten there, but it's so on brand that you would choose to hitchhike with Justin. That's very, that is well, definitely. We, we got to learn about the people, like we got to right. talk with people, we got to see, like it wasn't just like we were opening a door and then we we're in Alabama. Like we wanted right. to really like, you know, like participate in this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And um, when on our way back, um, oh man. It's it is a while ago, so her name isn't really coming to me, but George Lindsay's uh wife. Um Anne, I think Anne, yeah. Anne, yeah. She gave us a ride back to Nashville because wow. that's where she lives. And you know, she was super nice. And um we just hung out in Nashville for the rest of the night and uh just walked around and like shacked up in like over the river. It was great. So yeah, I guess that uh pretty much answers my next question, which was going to be just, what did you think of Alabama? But it sounds like you got a full experience. I, you, oh, you met yeah. a lot of people. It was super fun. And like, I think really what made the experience was hanging out with you guys. Cause Aww. it was just like hanging out with friends and everyone was out and it was like, yeah, it was, it was great. That's really nice. Um, Mike, you've had a couple uh, films screen at George Lindsay as well. Haven't you? Uh, yeah, kind of like, sort of like out of competition since I do programming. It's, it's right. essentially, well, the, the way that works is we, we play every film that's produced in Alabama, like mm -hmm. literally everyone that gets submitted that gets produced in Alabama, we play. So, and the, and the reason for that is it's a way to try to create more work in the, the Alabama film industry. Mm -hmm. so that's been a tradition that, you know, is, as which is very cool, um, but also as it becomes easier and easier to shoot stuff, we're <laughs> literally playing everything. So, right. I mean, we, we've had years where, like, we'd we'd have a filmmaker who'd submit multiple films, you know, like shot on their phone, which I'm not against, but it would be like them just like playing the drums. It would mm -hmm. be like a, a YouTube video; they'd just be playing the drums, and so we would play this six minute film. <laughs> of someone just playing the drums poorly so um which i think is great it's they weren't just, even good at it <laughs> there's just only so much time so it's like right. so it becomes so the festival keeps the days keep getting uh, we're having more days that we have to keep adding uh but that's awesome i mean it's it's again it's it's that's in no way trying to be condescending to that idea i like right. i mean i love when people are creating and then especially, you know, if you're creating this, uh, a lot of them are coming out and watching it. And so they get to be exposed to some of the same stuff that Ethan's talking about. So I, I think that's just been um, one of the coolest things about the George Lindsay, too, is showing these films that I think are like cutting edge um, from all over the world. And then, you know, putting that in with this intimate setting of these films that are made locally by, by the people who live here. Um, so it's like, I feel like the audiences at the Lindsay are all participants. It's not just people who are, you know, 
finding their way there. They're 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 a lot of filmmakers, and so uh, I, I kind of like that aspect of it too. I mean, if you get like a local person there who's just made their first movie and they're like, "Oh, my movie's going to screen here," and they're all excited about it, they're going to end up watching so many uh, experimental and interesting movies there that. I mean, hopefully those will influence them as well. And I mean, even if they're new to it, that could show them what uh, more experienced filmmakers uh, can do as well. Yeah. And I don't, and again, I don't want to get on my, my soapbox, soapbox and teach. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of always doing that. I'm just talking too much uh, in the classroom and stuff, but like, I, you know, I, I'm not a snot. I watch a lot of movies on television now, just because mm-hmm. that's the way that you get them, especially being out here in Alabama, we have like one right. AMC. It's yeah like literally on like eight screens it's uh-huh. like where you can see stuff but i do think there's like a real benefit to watching movies with a community too it's a different experience and um i i and i say this to you grace and i say this to the the filmmakers at, at, at una i mean sometimes you guys are really reluctant to submit your films mm-hmm. but I, but I'll, I'll tell you the experience of like watching your film with an audience is it's so interesting because like if if you empathy is like touchable, like you can feel the way a crowd is responding to your work in a way that you never felt when you watched it 30 times during an edit uh, and you just watched it repeatedly. And then you watch it in the context of with with an audience and you re- like you feel what's working, and what's not. And it's just yeah. totally different. Um, and sometimes it's a rush and sometimes it's humiliating. Um but again, whether that's in film school or whether that's just doing it, I feel like, you know, films are made from someone. They're, they're by someone. They should they, that That's an important part of movie making. But um, there's also this other part of just kind of, of of showing it and seeing how people react to it and then having those conversations with people and kind of reflecting on it. So um, I think, yeah, so submit your films, Grayson. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, now you've called me out. I guess I have to. I uh well, on that note, um, can you talk a little bit about submitting films and uh, deadlines and just things of that nature? Yeah, so uh, the deadline, the final deadline is January 1st. Um, I think it's always sooner the better. I mean, uh, film festivals, you know, it's not a, a competition in the sense of like a final four bracket. It's it's you're trying to curate a program with a lot of different stuff for a lot of different reasons and you want to bring guests and you want to do that. So earlier is always better. And you can go to film freeway, uh, the website to do that. You can put a G L U N a F F outreach as a, as the code and you can submit for free. If you're a student, you can absolutely submit for free. And um, if you do watch this, you can write me and you can submit for free forever. You know, our, (laughs) our, our, um, you know, what we're, we're kind of doing is, is, um, you know, we, we do want more and more film, we want more and more films. Uh, so, so yeah, just film freeway is the way to do it online, but, um, you can email me, I'm Johnson 31 at una.edu. And if you want to submit it a different way, we'll figure out a way too. So, yeah, but film freeway is the easiest way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after going to the festival this past year, did uh, any films stand out? I mean, obviously, we've talked a lot about therapy dogs, but uh, any other films stand out? And just did you meet any other interesting filmmakers or people while you were there? Okay, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I I kind of knew Avalon from Slamdance. We only sent messages online, so meeting her and 
you know, we were able to talk about our new project. So that was really cool. Avalon had a film called Honeycomb. And I think like she just like announced a Blu-ray release yes. for that movie, which is really cool. Um, of course, Connor Simpson is like goat tier. Like he's really good. I can't wait. He's like, oh my gosh. And like, he's like doing like some like, you know, real like survivor man stuff on his Instagram. It's real, and it has everything to do with what he's writing. Like mm -hmm. at, at least what he's told me. So that's super cool. And um, yeah. Uh, oh, there's another um short filmmaker. I think she was from AFI. Um, Mita Chu, I think I might be butchering the name, but she had a really, really good short film. And she, she's really like, she says, you know, that that film came out years ago and you know, she's focusing on other things now. So, but I still think that movie was like really top notch and I'm going to keep a lookout for um, when that, like whenever I can see that again, because it was just so electric. It was like crazy. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I, this one I, I didn't see uh, at the festival, but I know you programmed it. It was actual people. And um, I think Kit is like really onto something. I think like she can have like an HBO show or something like that. It's, mm -hmm. She's, she's got it. And um, we've tried hanging out, but you know, she's, she's really um, working. She's always working. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I mean, the one thing I didn't want to say though, too, is, is, and it wasn't intentional. Like we did play a number of slam dance films. That was, that there was something there, mm -hmm. but there was something in the fabric of like, uh, you, you, you can't sort of, uh, it's, I'm going to get there. Uh, <laughs> there were a lot of films that were that blew me away that were from younger filmmakers. And by that, I mean, like 18 to 22. Mm. And, um, and and Ethan hit the three on the head that I that did kind of blow me away. It was, uh, you know, therapy dogs, honeycomb and actual people. Um, and they all in all three of them, it goes back to what you were saying, Grace, too. They do have this sort of universal element, too, where it's not some sort of like overly pretentious only this certain group of people are going to really appreciate it it's like i feel like all of those films can be exposed someone can be exposed to them and, and i was always shocked i was shocked by those three films and how you know you guys are all different as students in the films that you make but how everybody seemed to have this strange consensus of just like an appreciation for it for them even if they weren't their type of films and so uh, I was kind of blown uh, blown away by that. And I mean, even talking to Ethan, there's something that he says that he had said to me that that I've that I've repeated in my classes now. Um, and it was this idea of like canon and how everyone can have their own canon because there's there's ex access to so much material now. Um, and I even kind of bring that into the classroom now, but it's oh cool to see something like Honeycomb that is like this idiosyncratic sort of camp horror movie tradition. Um, and it, it's like elevated to this really interesting level, but has this contemporary fresh spin on it. And so it was cool to see, you know, to see the work from the, these filmmakers who were basically not asking for permission to, to make movies and, and were really successful in doing it. And I'm glad to see they're all getting distribution and you'll be able to point to point people to them so they can actually see it. Cause so often what ends up happening, unfortunately, even with film festivals is you'll see, I'll see a, an amazing film at a film festival and then you never hear from it again and you, it's just gone. 
And so the fact that these their films like Ethan's is on Utopia and it's going to be released soon, right? Or... Yeah, March 8th. That's when it's um coming out. And uh, yeah, that's that's freaking crazy. It also got distribution in Canada, too, man. That's what the <laughs> heck. You know, I got a call from someone as soon as the press release for Slam Dance came out. You know how they were like sales agents, right? And this guy calls me. He's very really nice, and he's he's gone to Slam Dance every year for like you know ever since the beginning. And he says, "Ethan, um, so there's usually like a breakout movie once every two years," and that just gave me like hardcore depression. It's like, wait, what? So there there could be a year where like nothing gets through, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's. I mean, I heard a story that uh, apparently Sundance that year, like, you know, not many big deals came through out of that. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's super like crazy how things turn out with therapy dogs and, you know, Avalon's got her Blu-ray release coming out and she's coming to here to Toronto to screen her film. And, um, you know, actual people is, you know, I think just started its theatrical release or maybe next week. I'm not sure. But like it's it's been really uh, that was a really good year. Holy smokes! And it's been really exciting to see. Yeah, those. Uh, I was just looking at right before uh, we started this interview. Actually, I was looking at Avalon's Instagram. I was just amazed at all the, uh, just like yeah, the Blu-ray. Like that's so exciting. Uh, so many talented filmmakers this year. I mean, you know, we're we're about to we're reminiscing on this lovely past year. But the new ones, the next film, the next George Lindsay is already coming up. So. Uh, what advice do you all have for uh, filmmakers that are thinking about submitting or, or just filmmakers who haven't even made anything yet? Uh, well, it's, it's very good to just um, try to use whatever you can to express yourself. And like, if you can understand your movie and I, I think like, you know, there's like a, there's a film um, like theory to things but you don't you don't have to know that in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think if you just really are emotionally uh, um, committed to your story and do whatever you can. I mean, my movie had GTA stripper footage in it. <laughs> like, do literally use whatever you can, whatever makes sense to you in your like um, mythology of how you see the world. And it doesn't have to be, you know, elegant like Tolkien. It can be whatever connects with you, and that can be like. You know, when you see someone get punched in the balls on Jackass or whatever, just do that. And as an advantage as a student, like the thing is, you're young, you can like, you have a lot of freedom to break a lot of rules. I'm not saying break the law, but like watch Mm. my movie and you'll know what I mean. (laughs) You can, the world's in your hands. Like where some people need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to park trucks and rent out a whole thing you can walk into a room with your gopro and film the same thing so i'd take advantage of that like you know um freedom and the ballsiness that you have just because you don't know how much of a headache it is to make a real movie (laughs) uh mike i mean i mean i mean ethan kind of said everything i mean i i think the big thing is you know it's you know, one of the things that I do, that I do say to students, it's whether whether or not you're going to go to film school or not. I, I think there's a different path for everybody. But by the time you leave, I mean, there's stuff like we can talk about, like formulas and craft or any of that stuff. But really, the only I don't want to say currency and I don't want to say brand because those words seem really awful and make you want to puke. 
but voice, like the, the thing that really separates you from anyone is your voice. And so, and any, literally everyone has a different one. And it's really sort of being true and honest to that voice, because I think too frequently, you know, I've gone through the phases too, like you start to watch something and you, you digest it. And it's like, you want to kind of not copy it, but you want to take something from it. And that's part of filmmaking too. But I think, you know, when you really sort of start to get comfortable with this idea of just like, this is what I like, this is what I want to see. Th these are the type of films that I would want to see. And that's what I'm going to make. And if you can get to that place, you can get off track. But I think as long as you're, and I know it sounds like, like a hippie thing, but being saying like, be true to yourself, but it's, it, it's totally true. And that's the one thing I've kind of learned, um, in my old age. And I, I wish I would have learned it 20 years ago, like Ethan and you have. <laughs> so I, I think you just have to sort of know your voice and, and use it. Yeah. And I, you know, I think any of the students should definitely, you know, reach out to you, Michael, like to, like, I think you have a lot of like grounded, you know, um, experience in this and you've seen a lot of stuff and you know I, I this is an age where you know kids can like really try and like be witty or cynical and but here's the thing like if you if you're watching slam dance stuff like the thing is like what you think is the next hot movie is like you're already two years too late and i think just to even have like a mentor i think that was a really important thing because matt johnson was my mentor and he made the dirties which played at slam dance, but just to have someone that has like a real, like wide, uh, you know, um, gamut, I guess, in terms of like what they've seen and just to, just to be able to like offer some grounded advice and to really take your movie seriously in a sincere way. I mean, you, you, you seem like you'd fit the bill perfectly for that. And I think, you know, and, and here's the thing, it's like, you're in a class and maybe like the traditional relationship between a student and a teacher is very boring usually, but you're, you're more than a teacher. I mean, you've, 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 pro you've been on programming teams for the, this kind of stuff and you program this festival, you've seen a lot of stuff. So even just outside of the classroom, I think you'd definitely be a good person like to reach out to and just have that tether to like that festival world where really exciting things are always coming out. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I mean, my my hope is that, you know, I, I'm guilty of it too. Like sometimes you get into the academic environment and you're just standing in front of a room, so you have to talk. Um, and unfortunately, that's the way it's set up. But some of the most fulfilling stuff I've felt and that I've had experiences here, like we just shot a 16 millimeter reversal film with all students and one recent alumni who graduated shot it. And we did that together. And it was basically like there was no separation of like instructor and, and filmmaker. We were all filmmakers. We just made the movie. And that's the kind of stuff that I that, that I love about doing this. And people say this stuff and sometimes they mean it and sometimes they don't. I, I really do mean it. I love being around the energy uh, of filmmakers who are, you know, younger and finding their voice. And no matter what I'm giving as, as in my position, I it's very true that I get to see a lot of cool stuff on the other side of it. So it's always cool to be a part of that kind of energy. Yeah, man. Are are you? Do you know anything about the slam dance stuff this year? Because I, I think they're locking it in, right? Yeah, I I mean, they talked about doing. Uh, they you know a lot of times they'll ask you to program. I don't know if they did ask you to program afterwards. I just I, I watched. I've done it before in the past, and I've watched a lot of stuff, and I've never had anything programmed that I've watched. But that's that's okay. That's that's not to say that I saw bad stuff. Um, uh, but uh. 
yeah, one one there's one film that I saw that I was like, I probably should have given that a slightly higher score. Mm-hmm. Uh but it but it ended up going to Tribeca and it was fine. <laughs> so awesome. yeah, but, but yeah, so, well. yeah, yeah. So I didn't get to watch any any other ones, but um that's that's uh I think that's called a two two backed beast was the name of that film. It was from the last couple of years. It was really good. Um and that's the only kind of regret, but yeah, not, not this year. Uh, yeah, but I, I think it should be coming together, I would hope. Yeah, I'm super excited. I like I can't wait for Slam Dance and to watch everything. Just one more piece of advice that I'm asking your wise, wise filmmaker people is just uh, what advice do you have for uh, people going to festivals specifically? I mean, I guess especially for people going to the first time for the first time, uh, people just going to festivals. And I guess specifically the George Lindsay Film Festival. Um, well, I'd say like just Justin really did this well. I was way mm-hmm. too shy, but going to like the, you know, the opening reception and mm-hmm. just like be the guy to just be like hey my movie's playing <laughs> because people don't know there, there's a lot going on yeah like there can be so much going on and like yeah man you you just you and and that's like it's tr- you know and then you get to know when other people's movies are playing like we had a program and we just mark it down so we'd have our own schedule of whose movies to see and that's how you create relationships so i think just as soon as you hit the ground just start like talking to people and letting them know that your movie's playing. And if you don't have a movie and you're just there, like talk, talk to everyone. Cause everyone's there pr- probably a filmmaker and you showing up to their screening means the world. Yeah. And just be, be, be yourself, you know, and, and think about it as like a community. You know, I, I know like when I had my first feature at slam dance, I, I did have this sort of, I was a little bit terrified of like, am I ever going to make another movie again? And I think that put me in the mode of like, I need to be like networking and working it. And that was just very superficial. Um, and I, I look at like some of the relationships that I have in film, whether they're professionally or creatively as the best and most sincere where we're, we weren't trying to get anything out of each other. We just liked each other and we liked being around each other and we liked the films that each other was making. So I would say, yeah, just go and, and be a part of the experience of the film festival, as opposed to like, this is somebody who's going to get me money to make my movie or the, that oh people, yeah it never works yeah people, people <laughs> yeah. see it from a mile away and 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 it's so it's like it's so much better to just again i know this is bad advice to say like be yourself like what does that even <laughs> be anything but yourself but it, it i think it's actually good advice it's like don't don't put yourself in this like i've got to be in sales mode it's just like enjoy the experience um watch your film enjoy the fact that you're having other people actually give their time uh to watch your film and, and appreciate that but then also just meet other people who are interesting and cool and you know and connect it's really it's all about yeah just watching as many films as possible and meeting all the people behind them that's what i love i really love uh i mean you know a lot of film festivals have this but i love that whenever possible there's usually a q a afterwards you know ask a question you know don't don't be shy if you're if you're thinking about something just ask the question i'm sure they'll be happy to answer it that's 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 my little piece of advice um and we have one last little segment here called the fizzle down feel good and that's fizzle just cool yeah you know we're, we have soda themes so this is this is fizzle down feel good you know like the little fizz on top of the soda just fizzling down or the water if you will the fizzle down feel good is just mentioning one good thing that happened to you this week. 
So that could be something small, something big, just, uh, yeah, something good to happen to you this week. And not to be corny, but my fizzle down feel good is literally just doing this interview. I've been really excited about it. And uh, I like talking to film people. It's always exciting. And yeah, I just, I always feel like I'm learning a lot when I'm talking to you guys. So thanks for being on. That's my fizzle down feel good. Well, of course. I mean, it it makes me very happy to see your faces again too. <laughs> and seeing that bright sun outside the window there as opposed to this dreary snow outside oh. of mine but yeah yeah i'd say this is it but not to be so corny i'll add another thing <laughs> um hmm. oh me and justin just had our canadian premiere for therapy dogs a couple of yes. days ago. sold out audience crazy it was like really really cool uh i mean i again this is gonna sound like the the stock answer but um <laughs> You know, th th this is great, obviously, uh, but I'm I'm coaching my daughter's uh, basketball team. And so we had our we had our first practice, um, came up with our team names, the Sour Patch Kids, I guess is what we're going to name by them. Uh, so, no, I was that that was fun. It was fun to kind of uh, do that. I, I'm uh, not that great at basketball or anything like that, but uh, I think it should be a fun season. So that was that was cool. It was a good experience. Oh, that, that must be awesome. <laughs> before we go is there anything that either of you would like to plug or any final words you'd like to give to our audience um well i had a, i had a great time and like all of you guys are super cool me and justin like just it, it was the best and you it's really something special that you guys have here like not a lot of i don't know any other place that brings in filmmakers and you know has a real interest like this i mean the most universities here in Toronto do is like program films that are already been distributed and you're just watching mm -hmm. it on a screen. But this is like, this is an authentic film festival experience. And it's, it was, it, it was just shocking when we came here and he, I think you should know you, you really have something special. And we appreciate that. And the last thing I'd say too, it's like, it's uh, again, I know people want to do the shout outs to to people, but I, I think a lot of that has to do with the the students and having this film program here, but from the top on down, like there was, I, I can't name names, but you know, even <laughs> one of the administration offered Ethan and Justin a scholarship to come to UNA after seeing <laughs> their film and their win. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to take them up on it. Uh, you can probably come and teach classes. Uh, yeah. No, but I, but I, I think it's it's cool to be in an environment that, you know, out here where we don't have a huge film industry, still mm -hmm. like embracing the idea of kind of film as an art form. Um, and I and I don't mean that in a pretentious way. I just mean that as a way of an expression and not just about the money. Uh, it's cool that we we have the festival out here to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you both for being on once again. Uh, it's an honor to speak to you. It's always enlightening. So, uh, yeah, thanks to our audience for listening to this episode. And uh, bye. Bye.